I wanted to uh, step out of our What We Believe sermon series to talk about Mother's and Mother's Day today. So, so just consider all that your mother taught you uh, or is teaching you. Consider this. There was a man that once said that, that his mother taught him logic when she said, if everyone else jumped off a cliff, would you follow? She taught him medicine. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to stick that way. Taught him how to become an adult. If you don't eat your vegetables, you're never going to grow up. Taught him about genetics. You are just like your father. <laughs> Taught him about aunt, her, his ancestors. Close the door. You weren't born in a barn. Taught him about the wisdom of age. When you get to be my age, you'll finally understand. Taught him about anticipation. Just wait till your father gets home. And, and probably my favorite taught him justice. One day you're going to have kids and they're going to be just like you. We all know these lessons, right, from mothers? Mothers are teachers. They're disciplinarians. They're cleaning ladies. They're gardeners. They're, they're, uh, and most mothers understand that, that it's more important to bake cookies than to have a clean kitchen. In fact, it's, it's quite likely that a dirty kitchen is the sign of a happy family. Mothers are nurses and doctors and psychologists and counselors and chauffeurs and coaches. They're developers of personalities, molders of vocabularies, shapers of attitudes. Mother, mothers are that soft voice saying, I love you. And mothers are quite often our first link to... God's love. Each Mother's Day, I, I kind of look for something special for mothers, and, and I'm always kind of drawn to Proverbs 31. But then I hear the voice of my wife saying, Proverbs 31 just causes grief. It, it causes guilt. It doesn't cause uh, encouragement. And so I don't want that today. So I'm going to take you to Matthew chapter 20, and we're going to start in verse 20 of, of Matthew 20, and we'll read through 28. It is up here behind me. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons approached him with her sons. She knelt down to ask him for something. What do you want, he asked her. Promise, she said to him, that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and the other on your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? We are able, they said to him. He told them, you, you will indeed drink my cup. But to sit at my right hand and my left is not mine to give. Instead, it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten disciples heard this, they became indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them over and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in high positions act as tyrants over them. It must not be that way among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. You've probably heard this story. This is uh, Salome. This is, this is the mother of James and John. And you've probably heard this story. And we always look at this and think, what? What was she thinking? How brash can she be, right? How, how, how brash 
it is for her to, to, to do this. But I think that we need to understand Salome, the mother of James and John. I think we need to understand what she's doing here. I think there are some things we can pick out here. The first thing is that she prayed. She came before Jesus, kneels down, and asks for something on behalf of her sons. She brings her sons to the Lord. You know, I, I read once that, that one of the greatest, uh, two, two actually, of the greatest evangelists of all time were the Wesley brothers. And I read that their mother prayed for them every, for an hour every single day. There's just no telling how many people came to Christ because of that mother's prayer for an hour every day. Salome's desire is for her sons, for James and John to be in the kingdom. Mothers, you should be praying for your children to be in the kingdom, to be a part of the kingdom. I know most mothers pray, but most of the time it's out of desperation. We should be just scheduling time to pray for our kids. Because what would it matter if your kids were the, were the smartest kids in school or the most financially successful if they're not part of the kingdom? Pray every day that your kids are part of the kingdom. And even greater than that, she prayed not only that they're in the kingdom, but they're involved in kingdom work. Notice she says, let, let them be on your right hand and on your left hand in your kingdom. She wants them to be in, involved in kingdom work. In fact, she wants them to stand out in kingdom work, doesn't she? She wants them to be like leaders in the kingdom work. She wants more than just them to be in the kingdom and sitting in a pew on Sunday morning. She wants them involved in kingdom work. And she prays that for her sons. She brings her sons before the Lord and asks not only that they're in the kingdom, but that they are part of the kingdom's work. And you know, even she was a part of kingdom work. We see her here, we see her in Mark, we see her in Matthew. Uh, you see Salome's actually following her sons around as they follow Jesus. She is supporting their work in the ministry. The ministry that Jesus has given them, she is supporting. She's involved in kingdom work. So she doesn't just ask that, that they're part of the kingdom or even that they are part of the kingdom's work. She supports the kingdom work that they're doing. And she had high expectations for her son. Again, she didn't just pray that they're in the kingdom or that they're part of kingdom work. She wants them in leadership. She, she is brash and bold enough to stand before Jesus and say, make my sons leaders in your kingdom. She brought her sons before Jesus so that they would be in the kingdom, so that they would be part of the work of the kingdom that she would support the kingdom, and that they would be leaders in the kingdom work. She wanted a lot for her son. She had high expectations. I think, unfortunately, in our day, we're okay with average. We're okay with average in school. We're okay with average at work. We're even okay with average in, in church. Salome was not. Salome wanted, had high expectations for her son. And so she brought them to Jesus. Let them be part of the kingdom. Let them be part of the kingdom work. 
and let them stand out as kingdom workers. So I said, this is usually how, where we hear, you know, how presumptuous it is or how brash it is for Salome to, to, to ask this of Jesus. But I think, it's, I, I think there's something we can learn from this. I think we can see a mother who desperately loves her sons and desperately loves her Lord. And we see that in her. It's been said uh, that, that there are three kinds of people. There are those that make things happen, those that watch things happen, and those that say, what happened? <laughs> Salome wanted James and John to be people that made things happen in the kingdom of God. I want to read you something from Irma Bombeck so you can tell it's dated. Irma Bombeck wrote, wrote this some time ago about uh, God and an, and, the angel, and an angel, and God is in the act of creating a mother. And so she says, uh, God, on that day, God created mothers. He, he, was, he was already worked on this for a long time. So an angel comes and says, Lord, you're spending a lot of time on this. And the Lord said, have you read the specs on this model? She's supposed to be completely washable, but not plastic. She has to have a kiss that will heal everything from a broken leg to a broken heart. She has to be able to function on coffee and leftovers. She's supposed to have six pair of hands. Six pair of hands, said the angel. And, and, and the Lord said, yeah, with everything that she has to do, six pair of hands. But it's even worse, she must have three pair of eyes. Three pair of eyes, the angel says. And the Lord says, yes. So when she looks through, uh, one set must look through closed doors so that when she says, what are you kids doing in there? She already knows. The other is in the back of her head so that she can see the things that she must see that the kids don't think she can see. And the, the ones facing forward must look into a child who has just really messed up and communicate love and understanding, and grace without saying a word. That's too much, said the angel. You can't put that much into one model. Why don't you rest for a while and resume and, and, and creating this tomorrow? No, I can't, said the Lord. I, I'm close to creating someone very much like myself. I've already come up with a model who can heal herself when she's sick, who can feed a family of six on a pound of hamburger, and who, and who can persuade a nine-year-old to get in the shower? The angel looked at the model of motherhood and a little more closely and said, she's too soft. And the Lord said, oh, but she's tough. You'd be surprised what she can do. The angel reached up and touched her cheek. This one has a leak, the angel said. I told you you can't put that much into one model. That's not a leak, said the Lord. That's a tear. What's the tear for, the angel asked. It's for joy, it's for sadness, it's for sorrow, it's for disappointment, and it's for pride. You're a genius, said the angel. The Lord said, oh, but I didn't put it there. She did. Think about all that mothers are to us. Think about Salome, Mrs. Zebedee. <laughs> Think about everything she did for her, her kids Mothers, let me encourage you to pray. bring your, your kids before the Lord every day. Pray that they will be in the kingdom. 
Pray that they will be workers active in the, in, in the work of the kingdom and pray that they will stand out. Support them in the work, the ministries that they do. Be brash. Be presumptuous like the mother of James and John and bring your kids before Jesus with high expectations of what he's going to do in their life. You know, in, this, in the context here, Jesus talks about servant leadership. He talks about uh, the, the one that will be the greatest will be a servant. And that's probably the first thing, mothers, that your children remember hearing from you. I am not your servant. But you are, and you have been. And you have always served for their good. Like Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate example of someone who came to serve, not to be served. A mother is a close second. A mother always serves for, her, for the good of her family, not for her own good. So mothers, happy Mother's Day. You, uh, you are a blessing. You're a blessing from God. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads for a moment. I want to pray again for mothers this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you for our mothers. We thank you for the mothers that are here. We thank you for the godly mothers who led us to understand and see who you are. They helped us to understand grace and mercy and love and forgiveness and acceptance. You gave us these mothers as supreme examples of these, and so we thank you. And I pray your blessing upon the mothers gathered here and and those godly mothers around the world this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.